Hey, welcome to the Word Weaver podcast, a place dedicated to the powerful web words weave and the deep layers they uncover. Here you'll find a compilation of tips, tricks, and words of wisdom from writers, authors, creatives, and entrepreneurs. Basically, cool people doing cool things in the world and how they've used words as weapons of mass creation and inspiration. You'll also hear from me, your host, Louise Johnson. I'm a former marketing maven in New York and Switzerland. I left a lucrative job to follow my dream of becoming a writer. It's a never-ending journey, so I figured we should all be in it together. I've learned a lot along the way, but it's a constant evolution. My favorite part is how little by little, letters turn into words, words become sentences, sentences become paragraphs, and before you know it, you've created something from nothing. And whenever that happens in life, it's nothing short of magic. So grab a coffee or a glass of wine, and let's dive into today's chapter. Hello, and welcome back to the Word Weaver podcast. I hope everyone's having a great day. I've got a cup of decaf coffee here. It's the afternoon. I didn't want to have a full a full calf coffee, otherwise I would be up all night. For today's episode, I am going to share with you five ways to come up with book ideas. For me, book ideas never come to me in this fully formed beautiful finished product with a full narrative arc, character setting, it comes to me in pieces, like a little sliver of an idea is implanted in my brain and then I need time for it to percolate and finally become a fully formed book idea. And what I'm going to be talking about today are five different ways or five different things you can do to kind of spark that ideation within yourself. Maybe it'll come to you as a fully formed book. You can see the beginning, middle, end, you know every single character, or at least it should get you on the right track to start collecting little nuggets of ideas that with time, with self-reflection, eventually will turn into a bunch of different book ideas. I'm sure a lot of you have read or at least heard of a book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And in that book, she talks about the idea that our world and our planet is not only inhabited by plants and people and viruses like the coronavirus and animals, but our world is also inhabited by ideas. She believes that they are energetic life forms. Ideas are these entities separate from ourselves, but they need a human host to be manifested and fulfill their purpose. She explains it in a bit of a woo-woo kind of way, but I truly do believe that it's true. We live in a world where ideas are all around us. They're invisible, floating around the air, And it's up to us to pay attention to those callings or those nudges or those whispers, grab hold of that idea, and see it through to fruition. At least for me, sometimes I feel like I'll get that little nudge or whisper of an idea, and I might not have the bandwidth to see it fully through to completion or to fruition, but at least I'll be able to put it on the back burner for me to return to when I do have time to give it my full attention and energy. And that's why one of my biggest tips of this whole episode is that you need 
somewhere to house these ideas. You need one catch-all. For me, it's a notebook. For you, if you're not a pen and paper type person, maybe it's a computer folder on your laptop where you house all of these whispers, nudges, slivers of ideas. If you're anything like me, sometimes inspiration strikes in the most random places and times. You could be on the subway, you're walking somewhere, you're in the back of a taxi, whatever it is, and you quickly rush to your phone, jot down the idea in your notes app, maybe on the back of a receipt. If you're lucky enough to have a notebook in your backpack, maybe you can write it down there. But the problem with this is that I would write it down, I would get it out of my head and feel relief. And then when it came time to actually needing a new book idea, I could never find these random pieces of paper or where I stored them. So what I have implemented, and I highly urge you to do as well, is to have one catch-all notebook. Mine is just labeled book ideas, or you could call it inspiration, whatever it may be but have that dedicated place. So even if you do write an idea down while you're walking in your notes app, as soon as you get home, transcribe it into that notebook or type it into your Word file if you're a digital person. It's really gratifying to know that I have one place that I can return to. I already have two, three, four book ideas in there. Then I just have a lot of random half-baked ideas that might turn into a book, maybe it'll turn into an article someday. But there's this huge sense of relief in knowing that even if my monkey brain forgets it all, I at least know where to go look when my creative juices run dry and I need a spark of inspiration. Before we can dive into the five different ways you can brainstorm book ideas, first you have to decide whether you want to write a fiction or nonfiction book. Fiction is a made-up story, comes from your imagination, and then nonfiction is based on true events or real life. And if you're writing fiction, you can even take that one step further and decide on the genre. That will help you narrow down kind of the category of book ideas. So this is whether you want to write a romance, a thriller, a sci-fi, or a young adult novel. You can decide this in advance, and that will help tailor your brainstorming session or on the flip side if that feels too boxed in for you and you really are starting from scratch coming up with book ideas you can do this step afterwards you'll kind of start to see a pattern in the ideas that you're drawn to or the information that you're drawn to and then you can box it into a genre afterwards so it's up to you I just wanted to give you both ways when you sit down with a pen and paper and start trying to brainstorm different book ideas. My very first tip is to look at the books you like to read. Pull them off of your bookshelf or pick them up at the library and really take stock of your favorite books and what the point of view is, the setting that they take place in, what is the time period, what are the characters like, what is the genre of your favorite books that you are really drawn to reading because that pattern will show you the kinds of books that you will be the strongest at writing and also the most interested to see through until the end basically the first tip is the old cliche of write the book that you want to read and look at the books that you already like to read and see how you can put your own fresh 
twist on them. My second tip for coming up with book ideas is to start reading more long-form journalism. So this could be articles, magazines, things like The New Yorker, The Atlantic. I love reading The Paris Review. There's also a magazine called The Walrus. It's a Toronto-based magazine. Basically, just start inundating yourself with more of this long-form journalism content. The reporting in long-form journalism is well-researched, they're usually on top or ahead of trends, and it might spark a unique, quirky idea for your next book. Funny enough, my friend's dad shared an article a couple years ago on Facebook, of all places, that caught my interest. I clicked through, I read the article, I banked the idea in my book ideas notebook, and it's going to be my third book. I already have a rough outline for it that I've developed over time. Another idea took precedent, so that's my second book, but this one I'm really excited to eventually write my third book about. And that idea was planted by reading a long-form article. My third tip is to start people-watching and observing. We're slowly starting to come out of lockdown, patio season is open. By all means, you could set one day where you go grab a nice coffee, sit on a patio, and start people watching. But really what I mean by start observing more is to approach your day, whether you're going to the park, you're going for a walk to the grocery store, you're sitting on a patio having dinner, whatever it may be, start approaching your life with an observer's eye. I call it having my antenna up. Basically, you're just collecting information, collecting real-life snippets of conversation, interesting characters that might become a fully-fledged book idea down the line. My fourth tip is to grab a pen and paper and write a list of your weirdest, quirkiest hobbies, interests, and passions. Taking stock of what you're already interested in, putting it on paper so you can view it from a distance is a really helpful exercise for brainstorming book ideas. For example, for me, I really love collecting typewriters. So I have this idea, I don't know if it will ever be in a book someday, but at least it's written down in my catch-all notebook of like a weird old typewriter collector. He might be a character someday. I'm also really fascinated by Montana, and this is before the show Yellowstone even came out, but I'm just really intrigued by maybe setting a book in Montana or at least having characters travel there at some point. Again, I have no idea what kind of book that would entail, but at least it's a unique quirky thing that I'm fascinated by. Maybe you're really interested in ice fishing or croquet or knitting and somehow these interests will become part of your next book. That's why you'll find a lot of books have characters that want to be writers or aspire to write a book. Now that I've said it, you'll probably notice it in more books, but authors do that because they're naturally really interested and passionate about writing books. So it's fun for them to create a character that is also passionate and interested about the craft of writing. And my last tip is to watch movies and TV shows Again, with that critical observer's eye, pay attention to the hooks, the conflict, the types of characters that you're drawn to, where are the stakes in the show, and see if that cinematic quality sparks a book idea in you. My friend Bryn has said this in a bunch of interviews, but her book, The Woman Before Wallace, was actually inspired by a Madonna movie. 
So really, you just never know when inspiration is going to strike. So I hope these tips were helpful. It at least inspires you to keep your antennas up and to have one catch-all place to start documenting these slivers of ideas that you will start to see more and more as soon as you move through the world with that observer's eye. That's it for today's episode of the Word Weaver podcast. If you like what you heard today, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes, screenshot and share it on social media, and be sure to check out the show notes at louiseclairjohnson.com slash podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Word Weaver Podcast. Until next time. You call it substance over style.